Trevor. Yeah, I'm not so bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Another another week at work. Another not much else happening yet again. Main tier four, which is even fucking worse. No, no it's 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 not tier four, Keith. It's full <coughs> lockdown. Oh, we're in like, full lockdown. Yeah, it's not the, the fucking same. It, it's similar but slightly different. <laughs> mm, no, all the same. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, yeah, I would have been at work on uh, Saturday probably, but the uh, one of the fridges broke, so all the meat that we had in there just died, like over a couple of days while we went in and couldn't open. I think the point of it being in there is that it's already dead. Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> all the meat we had went off and was not usable. Okay. How's that? That's better. Is that That's better. better. Oh. You know, I've got to keep your standards up. When you're not working, you know, I've got. To... <laughs> I've got a mentally challenge you, you yeah, see. Me, me noggin's gone gone to mush. Yeah. I need a hat that says noggin on it so I don't forget where the hat goes. Yeah. Uh, oh. So, no work this week then? No, nope, I'll uh, be back in. I'm back in tomorrow. Uh, my other job's opened up again, so I'll be making pizzas from tomorrow. Ooh! Fun times. I do enjoy the pizza, to be fair. But Who I doesn't? Always, I always tend to get the same one, which is just a pepperoni. Yep, pepperoni is the default topping. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm fine with. I like pepperoni. It's When it's good, it's really good. Especially, like, when it when it crisps up just on the edges. And, like, blisters just a little bit. That's war. Peak pepperoni. Ten but, out of ten. But I feel like pepperoni is only the standard topping for pizzas. You don't get it on anything else. I get it on sandwiches at Subway. Subway, I, uh, I get pepperoni. I get a BMT. Which is some kind of meat, some kind of meat, and ham. <coughs> but one of them is a red sausage-looking thing, so I'm like, eh, it's pepperoni enough. No, it's salami, isn't it? No, because salami's the other one. BMT's three meats, it's ham, and then two kinds of discs. So salami and pepperoni? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose it was. Yeah. It's the red one, I think it's the paprika, or some shit. I don't fucking know. It just tastes alright. Just it tastes okay in your face? It does. So yeah, I've got to uh, go and work tomorrow, learn a new menu. It's not that different from the old menu. It's just got a few bits that aren't on there anymore, and we've got, like, salad and some shit now as well. Okay. So that'll be fun tomorrow. Yeah. I'm starting to get into boxing a bit more recently, because I've got, like, nothing else to do. I didn't know like, how much boxing is going on. Where you're watching, like, the illegal stuff. The more interesting stuff. The illegal stuff. What's yeah. this illegal stuff? Yeah, where they get like power ups where <coughs> like you toss a bottle in and they scrap for the bottle first. I didn't know that this was a thing, but I'd probably watch that too if I could. Yeah. yeah. I'd bet on that if I could, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bet on it. Bloody <coughs> hell. But no, I like just going back and watching old fights and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Watched. What did I watch today? Ricky Hatton versus Floyd Mayweather. Ooh, Floyd Mayweather is a is a sprightly man. He's a slender boy. He is a slender boy. Also, just a despicable human being <laughs> that's never been knocked out. What's wrong with that, Keith? Um, that didn't uh, hadn't uh, what's his face not been knocked out until what's uh, Conor McGregor? I thought he hadn't been knocked out for like ever. Um, not knocked out, knocked out. No, no. He's had a couple of TKs, which are like technical knockouts, where the like the ref stops it. Oh, fair enough. 
but he's never been like properly knocked out. Yeah. Where I kind of feel feel like Floyd Mayweather, if there's anybody that like fully deserves to be one hundred percent knocked out for at least ten minutes, it is Floyd Mayweather. But why? Because he's just a despicable human being. Go on, explain. Uh, he's come out with homophobic slurs. Um, he has spent a big portion of his money opening up strip clubs. <laughs> so, is that is that a negative? Is that is that a bad thing? I feel like it is. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just, or have you just lumped it in with it's the kind of thing that bad people do, so he's bad? Probably, yeah. I feel like it's a negative thing to do. Fair enough. <laughs> He thinks he's some sort of pimp, but in actual reality, he's just a twat. Yeah, fair. And yeah, I'm fairly. It was either him or Manny Pacquiao that said that homosexuals are like animals. I think that could be Manny Pacquiao because I know he's like super religious. Yeah, I'm sure Floyd Mayweather said homophobic stuff before as well. Mm. Just not a very. Nice person. What's uh, what's Conor McGregor's stance on the gays? Go on. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's ever talked about the gays. <laughs> so just uh, keep, I don't think the gays are... Uh, keep them in the closet. <laughs> they don't have them in Ireland. <laughs> There's not many gays in Ireland, I don't suspect. <laughs> no, no, they're there. They're just, you know, fearful. Yeah, it's like the women that uh, need abortions. They're not in Ireland anymore. <laughs> Fuck, no, they left. The games oh. and the abortions both left. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm fairly certain that's a thing. Yeah. Gays and abortions just left Ireland. Yeah, I just said, no, we're not having this. No, we're off. Shove your religion up your bottom. <laughs> or mine. Or just mine. Just shove that mine. That's <laughs> no, alright. <coughs> Fucking hell. Try not to die. If you're going to give me the Rona, just do it. You Cough know. into my mouth. Now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, yeah, he's... What other facts have I watched recently? I can't even remember. <laughs> but that's, that's all I've been watching. Boxing and Modern Family. Are you enjoying Modern Family? I am. There's gays in that. There's two big gays. There are. It took like four seasons before they kissed on screen. Yes. Yeah. Even though one of them isn't actually gay. Uh... Which one, Ginger or the bigger guy? The bigger guy. Ah, not gay. Married to a woman. Very good looking woman. Oh. So, he's either not gay or just not come out as gay. <laughs> or he could be, you know, like bi or any of the in-betweens. Any of the other 572 uh, sexes now. Yeah. I imagine that there's 572. There's, there's the standards and probably more it's just I know what I know yeah well the, the, there's two and then all the ones in between yeah. pretty much it isn't it yeah the spectrum yeah I've uh, I've given up trying to explain that to my dad it just yeah no it's it. uh, there's, you can't teach an old dog new tricks <laughs> yeah that's true and uh, I was trying to tell him about um, 
What's Kim Kardashian's stepdad called? I have Step- no mom. fucking clue. Oh, yeah, you fucking No, do. I Let don't. If I, I do fuck, not I'll keep... tell you in a minute, you're like, oh, yeah, that one. I, myself, do not keep up with the Kardashians. She, she was called Bruce. Kathleen Jenner. Caitlyn okay. Jenner. Tried to uh, tell my dad about that. And yeah, she he just doesn't get it. Yeah. Um, uh, this, how old's your dad? He's in his 60s. No point. Yeah. There's just no point. Like, correct him if he fucks up, but like... I said, well, there's either two ways of explaining it to him. I said, option number one, he's always been a woman that's trapped in a man's body, which is the most likely one. Yeah, that's that's the he's more like, accurate. He's like, no, no, not having it. Not having that he spent 50 years in the wrong body. No, not having it. I'm like, right, well, the other exp- explanation is he got married to Kim Kardashian's mum and spent 15, 20 years living in a house with w- mental women and it's got to him. <laughs> and that, that way, you're like, yep, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right, so not... <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, Dad. That that's that's not the reason. Oh Jesus! Yeah. You grow up in a climate that isn't accepting of you, so you you conform, and then you finally get to the point where you can comfortably be yourself, and then your dad comes up and goes, "Fuck you." Yeah. It's just it just cracks me up that sort of stuff. You don't get it. Oh yeah. It were. Um... Even better when uh, it was his stag do, because hmm. we went down to Bristol for his stag do. I think it must. I think it was like late July that we went down, because his uh, his wedding was early August. Yeah, and uh, it was like the weekend that uh, Pride was on. Oh. And you know, my my dad's okay with the gays. He gets the gays. He's happy with the gays. Yeah, he he grew up in the time that like, and essentially a revolution occurred of acceptance and. Well, I don't think he mu- had much choice with you know, the sons, old- nah. the son. Yeah, my oldest brother being gay and getting married to another man. Yeah, I suppose your dad has to um, either accept that or come out as the fact that he hates everyone. Yeah, so that was a interesting weekend. He learned a lot about the gays that weekend. Good. And uh, it it was a case of stuff kept coming up in topic. And he was like, I I have no idea what that is. Can you explain, please? Um, Like teabagging. He'd never heard of teabagging. Oh. Just little things like that. Like me and my brother's just like messing around going, oh, oh, teabagging. My dad was like, yup. What, what what fucking teabagging? Who's having a brew? <laughs> Who's got a fucking kettle around here? Oh. I'll have a brew. Someone teabag me. I'm like, no, no, oh, Dad. Jesus. No, don't, please don't be walking around Bristol on fucking Gay Pride weekend That's shouting tea somebody teabag me, please. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I'm fully expecting at some point soon... To me, for me dad to be one of those blokes that like starts visiting people when coronavirus is over with just a tea bag in his top pocket well like my granddad yeah I, it wouldn't surprise me 
my granddad wanders around with a Yorkshire tea bag in his pocket in case you have shit tea at your house. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me with my dad, with my dad that if he walks around with a tea bag in his pocket. Yeah, that's no, completely fair. It's a, it's a valid thing to do. It's like uh, I used to wander around with a Twining's <coughs> tea bag in my wallet because it fit nice in the uh, in one of the card slots. Why? Because I like Twining's tea. And if I come to your house, you don't have Earl Grey, do you? No, because I'm a fucking straight bloke. Yeah, well. We don't do Twining's fucking Earl Grey. Twining's is a very good tea brand. It's slightly more expensive, but it's far better than the than the others. Yorkshire tea is okay. I'm fine with Yorkshire tea, but Lancashire tea beats it, so. Talking about tea, actually, my grandma used to get um, like this special tea. No special tea. Special tea. Oh. Came in a special bag. And it was um, tea specially made to be brewed with Lancashire water. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Because we've got decent water. Down south has bad water. Because the, just because the where the water comes from, it's got, more of a, it's got more of a limestone content. So that's yeah. why you get lime scale on your pipes and in your kettle. Yeah. So she used to get, like, posh tea. Posh tea. Mm. Posh tea, and that would be the standard tea that she drunk. <laughs> Your nan sounds like a Tory. No, no, no. I don't think she is. Oh, good. It's just the one thing that she's like. Yeah, I'm spending money on me tea. Yeah. Um. No, I think it was just the mindset of we have the money to spend on nice things, so I'm going to spend the money on things that I'm going to enjoy, like yeah. cups of tea. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's a uh, make. It's worth spending money on. The one-off purchases, like TVs and couches and big bits, it's worth spending more money on because you need it to last longer because you've put more money into it. But then the little things as well, like nice, nice tea. Yeah, to the point where she had like a little, little tea sieve, and yep. she poured the yep. hot water through the sieve. Oh, it was brilliant! I don't. Shouldn't do it anymore. She can't afford it anymore, I don't think. Yeah. The two things that I refuse to get to cheap out on is bread. We talked about this last year. Bread. I won't cheap out on bread. I get Warburton's. Uh, the other one that I think I forgot to mention, but toilet paper. Never cheap out on your toilet paper because it'll just make you sad. That is true. When every shit's an ordeal, you're just not in a good place. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I'd go one step further where I know you won't do this. I will get a brand sauce, like Heinz tomato ketchup. No, no, I... Because I... I know that you don't really like ketchup and stuff. Ketchup, no, but I reckon it was the one thing that my mum spent money on. She was like, nope, ketchup is Heinz and so is tomato soup. Yeah, so she She doesn't, uh, doesn't fault her on that. Becca doesn't like Heinz tomato ketchup, but it's too sweet, so she gets Aldi's own. It's a, it's not as sweet. There's less sugar in it. It's more salty. Becca's a little bit weird. Yeah, no, she is. I agree. I think <coughs> she's probably the only person in the country that doesn't like Heinz tomato soup. No, it's tomato ketchup specifically that she, because uh, she um, got me a tin of Aldi's own tomato soup and it was dog shit. I hated it. Yeah, I don't know why it just reminded reminded me of that scene in uh, on the 
what's it called? The program we uh, Peter K. Um, on the road Nights. to nowhere or something like that. It was called Phoenix Nights, or is it? No, it's Max it, and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. That one. Yeah. He's like, he's like. I'm fucking sick of this shit. Bastard Bob's beans. What the fuck's this shit? <laughs> yeah, Heinz beans are the... I've heard that Branston's are alright, but I don't like beans either, so... What do you mean you don't like beans? I don't like beans. It's a simple concept. Get it through your thick fucking head. No, I don't like no, beans. I fucking won't. You absolute cretin. Who doesn't like fucking beans? Me. Beans are just shit. Your shits. You despicable human being. Get out my house. Get out my house. This is my I'm house. I'm not in your house. This is my house. Leave. Man. Yeah, beans are just oh, shit. You just. To be fair, I'm not big on tomatoy stuff. Like tomato soup, for some reason I like it. I think it's because I was growing up. Like, no, you're having a tin of soup and some bread. That's your meal for the week. But like pizza as well. That's fine. Lasagna, like lasagna. Initially, I didn't get into until I was like probably 11 or so like because i just i didn't want to i didn't like cheese and then mozzarella was a was a new concept and i get into pizza and lasagna and all that but like generally tomato products i'm just not super into like tinned spaghetti it's fine but i'd rather not okay fair enough well suppose what, like when you're a chef and you're half decent at cooking yeah I'm halfway there <laughs> you know it's probably best not having like cooking Oh no shit no no! Out of a tin. Like, no 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 no! I love shit from a tin. I love easy meals, because I get paid to do that. I'm, I come on, I don't get paid to do it anymore. I'll do it on my own terms. I will shove a frozen pizza in the oven because yeah. I like frozen pizza and it's easy, and I don't want to have to put effort in when I get home. Yeah, I suppose. Like, I don't expect you to come home and start like ringing places. And doing your job for free, why'd you expect me to do it? But I still, yeah, I suppose I don't fucking ring <laughs> anybody. I think the only like company that I've rung over the last two years is probably fucking all two. Yep. And then I find myself marking them in my head. <laughs> How did they do? Oh, they didn't do well. Didn't do well. Oh. They didn't open it properly. Didn't or open it. it no rapport. When no. I when I when they answered that phone, I had no idea who was ringing. Yeah. They didn't say hello, welcome to O2. Oh, livid. They didn't ask me if there was anything else that I could help with at the end of the call. No, no, they didn't ask that. Oh. Mm. I only got the name once, that was terrible. Didn't No good resolution at the end. No wrap-up. No rapport built. Oh, livid. Livid. That's getting below a 70. Yeah. Oh. But at least you're not at the, the Nathan Murphy level of weird food habits. No, oh, who doesn't like cheesy garlic bread? <coughs> Nathan Murphy. What a mess! Doesn't like cheese. What a mess that man is. Yeah, I think we uh, we actually named all the things that he does eat, and I think you could count it on both hands. Oh Jesus! Because I've got individual bits that I don't like. Like I'm not big on mushrooms. I don't like beans. Like this wide like beans not into that but also like generally cheeses i'm not super into i'm i'm getting more into it because i had a we had a mac and cheese competition at work to like figure mm. out what recipe we're going to use for the mac and cheese on the menu and 
I tried it and it was fine. It tasted like Dairy Lee and I was like, yeah, I like Dairy Lee. That's fine. Maybe I don't hate cheese as much as I thought. So I'm trying to branch out. There's a bit of brie in the fridge that I'm going to have a bash on because I thought it was a mild cheese. I was apparently mistaken. As I've told by many people, no, that's a really strong one. Maybe don't go there. Okay. But yeah, I think like Nathan Murphy, all he eats is like garlic bread. With onions. I don't think he likes onions. I thought it was garlic bread with onions. That was his specific thing. No, garlic bread. Just plain garlic bread. Mm. I think he likes onion rings. Onion rings are good. I like onion rings. Chicken and rice, and that's pretty much it. Oh, and crisps. He likes crisps. I'm not big on crisps. I love them. They're, they're never a go-to for me. Like, I, the Thai sweet chilli sensations, they're pretty alright. They're fine. But crisps are never... Like, especially potato crisps. I very rarely reach for them. Like, chipsticks I really like. I like chipsticks quite a bit. Bacon frazzles. Frazzles are alright. I'm I'm, they're just okay. They get a bit of a pain to eat after a while. No, like they're them. just massively sticking your teeth. And you're like, mm. I love them, but not even like the brand frazzles. Oh, you like, like Tesco's own massive bag for a party? Yeah, but it's like sixty p for a big bag. I'm like that with chipsticks. Like actual branded chipsticks are the best. They're my preferred, but the other ones are all right. They tend to be a bit too tart, bit too vinegary, but they're they're fine. I find that I like a lot of salt and vinegar crisps. I like salt and vinegar. Regardless of whether it's like Pringles, fish and chips, uh, uh, fish and chips crisps, or yep. whatever. Yep, no, um, salt and vinegar is my go-to flavour. My go-to. Like, Pringles, the Texas barbecue ones are good, but I can't eat a whole tube of them. They're a little too sweet. They get a bit much. Salt and vinegar, I'll just bash through two cans. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Salt and vinegar. Walkers, I'm not huge on. I'm not big on walkers. If I'm having salt and vinegar, like, proper crisps, I'll generally lean towards the Seabrooks. Because, and this is controversial, this one, and I know it is, I'm going to upset you. Not big on McCoys. Oh, no. I know. It's like you're actively trying to make me cry tonight. Yeah, no, I just... Not big on McCoys. They're too... They're too much. No. I need a flimsier crisp. No. Seabrooks are the same wave cut, but they're um they're they're just not as thick. No, I like that about Chris. The the McCoy's kid. You like having a fight the, with your food. The dummy thick as the kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh Seabrook's my go to. I don't like really like discos. They they they're stale out of the bag. Yeah. P that I work with. Like I don't think I've met anybody that likes Chris more. Like the the fact to the even to the point where as part of his secret Santa gift, <laughs> somebody got him a twenty four pack of like fucking Walker's crisps. Jesus. You know what it you know what it probably is? And I think I, did you by any chance grow up pretty much in the pub? Was the pub a regular occurrence for you growing up? How's re- how regular is regular? More than once a month. Yeah. Football matches and stuff. Yeah. Football match, you, you go to the pub first, and you'd sit there with your pint of Coke and a packet of crisps. 
I can't ever remember eating that many packets of crisps at the pub, though. It's just part of the it experience, spe- I think. It was, it was a, it was a treat. A treat. Yeah, oh. a treat. A treat. <laughs> a GS one, a bag of crisps, what a fucking treat. <laughs> Oh, J2O. Yeah, I remember when... Like, cause I remember when I started getting J2Os because, like, my, my... I think it was, like, just after my... Oh, no, it was after we moved. So, like, we were slightly better off financially. Yeah. So, J2Os were on the menu. Like, I want to say this was, like, when I was in year five. So, it must have been... Early 2000s. It was just yeah. after we moved, so it must have been, like, 2004, 2005. <laughs> uh, J2Os, like... I remember the apple and melon one being like the best, but it was a short run one. I don't remember them existing after like Christmas 2005 where I got my BMX. Yeah, I remember always because we used to go away caravanning a lot growing up. Yep. With like, with like a bunch of people, there'd always be like a walk on the Saturday. Yeah. We'd go on this long walk and it always ended at a, a pub somewhere. Yep. And I always remember getting the, like the orange Jay to War, and my stepdad always kicking off, going, "Fucking all these Jay to Wars are more expensive than a fucking pint, these." Yep. Oh. <laughs> I think my dad and your dad would get on, just complaining about shit. Yeah. Start their own podcast, whinging. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and as a kid, I'm like, "What are you whinging about? I'm only going to have like two or three Jay to Wars. What are you whinging about?" But as an adult, I actually get it. I'm like. Yeah. Why, am I, why am I buying a fucking GA to war for four quid? Oh. Just get a fucking orange juice. Mm. Same fucking thing. Yep, yeah, no, yeah, I get it. Do you remember the glitterberry ones they brought out? No. Oh, it was like a pink one and it didn't taste nice and it was full of glitter. It was. Oh, it was an experience. They do that in like some like vodkas and stuff yeah, now, yeah. don't they? Like the fucking glitter. Yeah. I don't trust it. It's fine, it's an edible mica powder. It's just gives you glittery shits it's fine i'm always i'm always i've never drunk them under the worry that i'm gonna wake up the day after and have a glittery shit yeah it's fine and yeah, as, a, as a straight man i can honestly say <laughs> i don't want glittery shits do you think just being gay gives you the glitter shits do you think that's how it works it, it gives you the right to have a glittery shit <laughs> that's the difference Okay, so that's a, in gay rights glitter shits. That's yeah, fine. you're allowed to have a glitter shit. That's the gay privilege glitter shits. Yeah, you have you have glitter. That's the gay thing. Where you know, if I go, go and have a shit and it's full of glitter, I'm like, what the fuck's happening to me? <laughs> it's your awakening. <laughs> it's your acknowledgement of uh, who I'm, you I'm actually like, are. What what the fuck am I doing with my life? I need to pull it together. Oh, oh God. Yeah, pubs are pubs are expensive. It's nice when you find a pub that isn't like ridiculously overpriced. Barney's in town. That's very cheap. Isn't that a gay bar? <laughs> Thought that no. was a gay pub. No, no. Jesus Christ! I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I really I'm a regular there. Oh no! I've only been in a couple of times, and it's full of like sixty-year-old blokes with like three teeth. Yeah, and. Just really rough people. No, I've been in. I've walked past it a few times. I was like, I don't want to go in a pub where like the mascot is a pig. It just confuses me. 
Why, why, why would that confuse you? That I don't know. It's just, it's a pig with like a trumpet. And I'm like, I don't know what this is trying to convey. A bull. I get it. A lion. I get it. A horse. Fine. It's a fucking cartoon pig. Right. It just can I don't get it. But the horse and the bull and... I've been to many a pub that have a horse or a bull or a lion. And I get those. Dog and partridge. I get that. Weird pig. No. Why is it called Barney's? Why has it not got a pub name? Barney's isn't. No, it's not. Who's Barney? Is he the pig? Because it's not a pub, it's a bar. No, it's a pub. Ah, it's a bar. It has a bar. It's a pub. What is the difference between a pub and a bar? I think it's like... Actual definition, I'm not (coughs) sure. But for me, a pub you can take your kid to. And not feel weird. Even I, though it's full of old people, it's like... I thought the difference was that... Well, everyone knows what a pub is. And everybody knows what a nightclub is. And a bar is just the in-between being a pub and a bar. A, a pub and a nightclub. Okay. But it's like a pub with music. I don't like this definition. This definition is saying a bar is exclusively booze, a pub has food. I don't like that definition because I've gone to pubs that don't do food. Unless you're classing crisps and stuff. But I don't. So my definition is... So like a pub's a pub, and then like a bar is like the in-between ground between a pub and a nightclub. Like Robber Hall. Honestly... I am not against the definition of a bar has cocktails. I don't expect a pub to. I expect them to do mixed drinks. I expect them to do rum and coke and whiskey and coke or whatever. I I expect a bar to have a wider selection of spirits and to be able to do a cocktail or two. But you get what I mean when I say a bar is the in-between of a... It's like the love child of a pub... And a nightclub. Yeah, because I don't like that definition because you get, like, oh, it's whatever, bar and grill. So I don't like that definition. Like, like there's a few bars that do, like, steaks and stuff. And... Yeah, that, that's a bullshit. Yeah, no, I hate that. I'm, I'm against that in nature. Just against it. Against it in nature. Yeah. It's not... <laughs> that Jeez. definition is not a, not a good one. Not a good one. Yeah. You know what I actually don't get? People that collect stamps... Nope, nope, don't get it. <coughs> I don't get it as a hobby overall. I couldn't imagine anything more boring. Or people that collect coins. Coins I get more. I, I don't get it. Like the people go, oh well I'm going to collect t- 2p coins and I'm going to have every 2p coin and one's going to be like... 1990 all the way through to 2020 I'm going to collect each book no I don't get it Um, it always cracks me up when I look on like the internet at like different hobbies and stuff like like it's just random so like one one of the hobbies on this website is uh, learn how to apply your makeup I makeup don't... can be a hobby. No, it's... It, yeah, no, makeup can be a hobby. It's... 
No, that one's I, fine. I, I don't know. Go I don't on, know run, run through a few, and I'll tell you if I can see it as a hobby. Because I'm a little right. more forgiving than you, I reckon. But learning calligraphy. All right, can be. Yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. I'll, yeah, I'll let that one slide. Uh, number two, working out or working out online. Yeah, I get it. I get how exercising could be a hobby. Yeah. Going for runs and stuff. I think we need to... For me, the definition of a hobby is something you do either on your own and there's an outcome. Like, you have something at the end of it. Whether yeah. that be an experience that you've enjoyed or an actual physical thing. Like, sewing and knitting and stuff, you get something out of the end of it. Um, for me, a hobby specifically, you have to not make money on. Because otherwise it's work. Okay. But you can surely sell a knitted scarf that you've done, but if you're doing it for the intent of making money, it's no longer <coughs> it, it's no longer a hobby. It's a yeah. It's a job. But I think certain things like it can also be something you do with another person. So working out on your own, I don't see as a hobby. Working out with someone else, I can see it. I see it more. I see it then more like um, uh, karate or something. Like a martial art. I see that as a hobby. Yeah. So you don't see going for a run as a hobby? <sighs> On your own, no. But with someone, yes. Because like, you get more out of it if there's someone else. Okay. Fair enough. I know that seems backwards, but that's just how I'm like figuring it. No, I, I see like that as a hobby. Going like running and jogging and stuff. Mm. I know people that genuinely enjoy it and do it like five or six times a week and... I actually really enjoy it. Uh, learning how to cook. Yeah, I can see that as a hobby. People like to cook and bake. And... Yeah, it, I, for me, it's a work, but I also do enjoy in like my spare time, if I'm in the mood, I do like to go out my way to learn something new. So, yeah. Uh, practicing meditation. I don't get it, but it is a hobby. I, I can't do it. Or at least I haven't tried in a very long time, but I I get it. I I wish I could sit in like the quiet with light music and just self concentrate for a while. That would be nice. I can kind of do it, just like phase out and stop thinking about stuff. Yeah, uh, to the point where it's actually a bit disturbing. Yeah, it's called disassociation. It's a it's a thing. Maybe you should Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, if you you, uh, you keep yourself in your nice little bubble of self-denial. It's fine. Okay, I will do. <laughs> uh, picking up needlework, so like knitting and shit. Yeah, no, that's 100%. <coughs> uh, learning an instrument. Yeah, fine, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, painting. At what point does a hobby become a skill? Is it just the fact that you're good at it, or does it continue being a hobby even if you're okay at it? Yeah, I think, like, people get good at all sorts of stuff because it is a hobby and they enjoy doing it. Yeah. Like gaming. Gaming's a hobby and you can get really good at that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Nah, gaming's a lifestyle, man. Jesus. <laughs> so number eight is making your own soap and candles. I'd like to try it at some point. I'd think it's cool. I, I I can't consider that one as a hobby. No, no, it no, it is a hobby. It's a it's a craft. 
No, not having it. No. Thought about it. Not having it. <laughs> Why? Go on. No, it's just a ridiculous thing to do. Just go I to think- the shop. Shop has candles. It's generally more something that you're going to end up selling because just via the nature of it, you you can end up making a lot more for not much more expensive. But no, it's a hobby. It's something people can do for fun. It's something you get something out of at the end and that you can then gift to people that's just kind of like, oh, here, you smell. No, I'm still not having it. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing. Uh, learn to photoshop uh, kind of I but I don't know anybody that does it as a hobby I know someone who kind of started as a hobby he started getting into photography and with that comes photoshop because you have to like kind of adapt into it because to you don't just take a photo and post it that's it it's done there's stuff that goes into photos but now it's far more of a career like concept than it is yeah but you just a hobby you don't know anybody that just does the photo stop uh, photoshopping that doesn't have a canon camera yeah like i've done not photoshop but i've like made a few memes every now and again for funsies yeah but that's on paint like i can i can see it as a hobby i can see like photo editing for fun Okay. Like, legitimately, just for, like, being funny. Like, oh, I'm going to, like, put a T-Rex in the back of this picture for, for shits and gigs. I can see it. Okay. Um, the next one is learning to code. Yes, I can see it. I don't fully, yeah. like, twig with it, but I, I get it. Because my mate, one of my mates, John, one of my mates, John, he's, um... Uh, some there's a group of people who are remaking Morrowind, the game, okay. in the Skyrim engine. Okay. John's giving them a hand by doing some of the three D modeling. Okay. Like not exactly coding, but for the people doing it, they're not doing it for money. They're just doing it for the passion of doing it. It's a yeah. hobby. It's something they're not being paid to do, but there's there's going to be something at the end of it. Well, it's like the people that uh, play like Call of Duty online. Yep. on the like the PCs and then they make mods of the game so yeah I get it it's it's a hobby I'll, I'll, I'll accept that one so this one is taking care of your plants so basically just gardening gardening yep nope I, yeah it is it's it's a hobby yeah I'd love to be good at gardening but I'm not I'm, I'm just not interested I like the idea I like the idea of having a lot of plants but I just I struggle with the adapting. I'm like, oh, well, this plant, I've been told it needs 20 mils every three days. I've given it 20 mils every three days. Why is it dead? Yeah. I struggle with adapting. It's like, oh, it's it's colder weather, so it needs less, or it's warmer, so it needs more. So um, when we were doing, like, the... You know, like, the whole country, when we went into the first lockdown, did, like, the family quiz every Sunday. Yep. Um, like the rest of the country, that's what my my dad, me and my dad's side of the family were doing. And one of the weeks, my brother, my eldest brother, decided to do the quiz. I think it was my eldest brother, one of my brothers anyway. And uh, one of the uh, categories were like plants. Yep. And like, oh, what's this plant? What's that plant? I like ten questions. And it were like 
that's a red plant, <laughs> a green plant, an orange plant, a purple plant, a plant plant, and that was it. I, I don't have a clue on plants or trees. It's yeah. either a plant or bush or a tree to me. Yeah. So, God damn. Jesus Christ. Bless you, Jesus. So don't get how this is a hobby. Learning a new hairstyle. I don't get how that's a hobby. I... So the description under it. Yep, go on. If you tend to wear your hair the same way most days because of a lack of time to do anything you're not quite familiar with, now is the time to branch out and learn something new. Watch YouTube or uh, YouTube or Instagram together to gather any tools or supplies you may need and give it a try. Practice makes perfect after all. I can kind of get it because to an extent I could see Instagram as a hobby. Posting stuff to Instagram and figuring out what to post on a, on a, any given day. To an extent I can get it. It's a hobby. It's a daily thing you do to distract yourself from the meaningless of life. But whatever. This, this is more like watching YouTube and Instagram. But I can so, see like, oh, learn a new hairstyle. Learn how to style your hair in a different way. Learn how to do your makeup, all that bullshit. Yeah, and then having something at the end of it, you've got a new skill. And if it, if it had been rephrased, learn hairstyling, would you accept it? Is it simply because it sounded quite singular? I'm not sure. Sh- it depends. So for me, it depends. Does it mean for blokes how to spike your hair up? I think it-, it more means women with long hair. You've got long hair, you can do a lot with it. Learn something new, learn, new, learn how to braid, learn how to do a French plait, whatever. If it's blokes learning how to gel their hair up, no, you can fuck right off. Just get some <laughs> fucking wax and gel it up. Don't be a dickhead. If it's women and they're learning how to, like, fucking braid their hair and twirl it and curl it and all that bullshit, yeah, then fair enough. If that's if they're into the hair and beauty, then yeah, that's a thing. Fair enough. Uh, practicing journaling. I like keeping a journal and stuff. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that, I get it. No, I don't get it. It's, I'm going to quickly search the definition of a hobby, because I think that'll clear things up, because to me, it's something you do either as a distraction or something that you get out of at the end. Very specific, no, actually, it's something you get out of, something you get something out of, whether it be just enjoyment or you get a physical item at the end. I can see journaling this thing. Let's have a look. Define hobby. An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. So it's specifically something you do for fun. That's a good, I can see that as a definition. That's fine. I don't get how keeping a journal is joyful though or give you any sense of joy I from a depression point of view let's put it this way because I was talking to someone about uh, like having a vision board and stuff it's very easy to look back on life and go 
oh, everything's bad. Everything's bad, everything's horrible. But if you've kept a journal for a while and you can look back and go, actually, I did this on that day, I'd forgotten about that, I had a good time doing that. And being able to look back and go over each individual thing that you've achieved and go, oh, I did this on that day and that was fun. Oh, I spoke to a new person. Blah, 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 blah. It, it can make it easier. And simply because it's something that you are doing in your own time for fun, it ends up being a hobby rather than a self-care thing. Um, I mean, what what what's your journal going to be in 2020? Today, I got up, stayed in my pyjamas, and went to the living room, worked, and went back to my bedroom. Keith, you bought yourself a guitar. Someone could type, could write in there that they learnt a new chord. They successfully overcame an obstacle. Right, well, fuck you and your good points. <laughs> a lot of people last year tried to pick up something new. A lot of people did bread. I did bread. I enjoyed it while I did it. That would be in there. It's like, oh, I, I have gotten into sourdough. My first couple of loaves weren't perfect. I'm still struggling to have them maintain their shape. They flatten out a little bit, a little bit too much for me. It was probably the water contents. It was a 70-30 deal, and it was probably a bit too wet. If I were to do it again, I might lower the moisture content and it might keep the shape a little better. That would be in my journal. Fuck you and your journal. All right. That sounds interesting. And that's why I'm saying fuck it. Because <laughs> mine would be Monday to Friday. Went to work. Got up this morning, later than I should have done. Got dressed in a hurry. Went to work. Did the work. Took the piss out of several people. Came home and played football manager while watching shit TV. That is my Monday to Friday. Saturday is inevitably getting up, fucking about all day, and maybe watching Blackburn Rovers. Sunday is a fucking dos day. Yep. <coughs> However, I think another aspect of keeping a journal would be you get to look back and realise that you're in a bit of a rut and try and maybe push yourself to do something else. Yeah, I suppose. Stop making good fucking points. I'm not having this. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It's bullshit. Prioritise your financial health. I don't get how that's a hobby. Hobby, <clears throat> no. I can see how people have fun with it, but I, I, I struggle to think of that as a hobby. Like, that's actively thinking, I should probably do less fun things to have more money. Yeah. The next one, make a vision board. Vision board is very similar to the journal thing. <coughs> now, can I actually see that one? Yep, no, it's... um. <coughs> The person I was speaking to, like they were told in their therapy to keep a vision board and write down aims and goals and check them off as you finish them, but keep track of them. Don't wipe it off. So you can look back and go, oh, actually, although I'm in a bit of a rut now and I'm not too happy, I've achieved quite a few things this year. Vision board, yeah, fine. It's something that isn't quite as regular as other things, but I get it. I get that one. That's no, not a bad one, actually. Yeah. Um... Give your old furniture a refresh. So, Hobby, I would say, no, that's more of a job. No, I get that. Some people like upcycling stuff. 
Oh, okay. I see what you mean there. I was thinking more like cleaning the couch, like giving the cushions a wash. No, I think it's more like getting like a like a coffee table like this and going. Oh well, actually, I can I can take the handles off and and put different handles on. And oh, maybe okay. Paint so it yeah, and, I see what you mean. Um, I can see. Yeah, that's fun. So yeah, I think it means more of that sort of stuff. I did some of that the other day. I got a uh, really nice dice roller. A Cthulhu dice roller, and I got it. I was given it, and it was very, very nice. Uh, but it was just a bit dull. I'll send you some pictures later. It was just a little bit dull. It was a very like standard greeny color. Yeah. Uh, I painted it up yesterday. <coughs> uh, was doing nothing yesterday, so I painted it up. I, I've got. I'm not good at painting. I'm okay with techniques, so I know. Give it a base coat. Yeah. Then water down some acrylic, like to simulate dirt and filth. That gets all in the cracks and then wipe it all off so all the cracks have filled in yeah. with like shadowy, dirty looking like filth. And then, have you ever seen like those sta- those uh, metal statues of like a dog where like the head is always shiny because yeah. people constantly touch the head? That then uh, you just do a dry brush with like some gold or the metallic one that you want it to look like it's made of. I'll, I'll show you in a bit. I'll show you. Uh, but then you do that over the outside so it looks everywhere that you would have wiped with a cloth has wiped the dirt off and that looks like exposed metal. Okay. Oh, I, did, I did that yesterday, so I, no, I get that one. Yeah. Um, fostering an animal. <coughs> yeah, I get that one. I imagine that you could get quite a lot of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting like a, a dog that's been like abused and not properly looks after yeah. and you, you get to look after it and make it so enjoying life instead of fucking miserable yeah no I'm slightly less because that seems more of a lifestyle shift as opposed to a, an active hobby because a hobby to me is something I can pick up and put down you can't put down looking after a dog uh, I mean if you're considering it's like oh, I'll do it for a while like I do it for a few months of the year I'll look after a dog until it finds a home I kind of get it but for me a hobby is something I can pick up for an hour or two and then like leave again yeah teaching yourself a new language yeah that's yeah fine yeah I mean I've barely got a grasp of you know fucking English is there any language you would like to have learned is there anything you wish you'd have done earlier in life so you had done it now um maybe learn the guitar I find that very hard to learn now. And make maybe like mixed martial arts or boxing. Yep. There is um there's something about <coughs> the motivation of being a child and being committed to something. Because when you're a child you don't have because I don't think I'm a very well rounded person, but I have an amount of interests and hobbies and I can dot about and do a few little things. When you're a kid you are looking for that one defining character trait that can be you. For a lot of yeah. people, that's that's an instrument. They go, oh, I'm going to learn guitar and that's going to be the guy I am. I'm going to be the guitar guy. Yeah. That's fine. Can't do that now. Like, nobody is... no Until you hit your midlife crisis, that's when you can do it again. You hit a midlife yeah. crisis and you go, oh, actually, I'm going to be the guy who has a really nice car. Yeah. I think the only way now... I, I wouldn't... I, especially with, like, boxing... I would not start boxing unless, for example, I, I, I won the lottery 
and would be able to do it for a couple of like two hours a day yep. four or five times a week and dedicate proper time to it to, till I get to like a good standard that's the kind of thing I would love to do if if in a few years I were to somehow get a fairly well paying job I would do it part time I want I only want to work enough hours that I can comfortably pay my bills and buy myself stuff every now and again yeah if I'm I'm fine having more free time yeah but yeah it's I've, I've always said that if I ever like won the lottery I'd go travelling for a couple of years then move abroad and the majority of the time I would just be playing different sports yeah. and getting good at them yeah I know that uh, if you learn piano or guitar, it is very easy to pick up another instrument. Yeah. Because you understand, you gain an understanding of music, not just how to play. You get an understanding of how music is composed in a conceptually interesting way. Yeah. So from pian- like piano <coughs> and guitar, like there's a lot of string instruments that are played similarly to a guitar so adapting isn't that difficult and piano gives you a very basic knowledge of it also adapts your fingers to working in certain ways yeah also also it's just picking up uh, with your ears like what notes are and what chords are yeah. like people who play trombone i find amazing because that is there's no it's not it's it, um there's no set, set. It's, no, you've um, got to learn how far to put it yeah, to it, get that note. It's analog. It's not digital. It's yeah. not binary. It is. You need to figure out exactly where that C chord is and how far. It, there's a lot of muscle memory, but yeah. it's not dex. It's dexterous to instant, but it's not fingers. Yeah. Like, there's no. Oh, I know. If I put my hand in this shape and go clonk, a C chord comes out. It's. I know. I have to have my hand, my arm, ex- stretched out to a thirty-two centimeters. Yeah. So the next, uh, next one. Uh, watching online documentaries. I do not class watching TV as a hobby. I class it as the default. That is the d- in current society. Yeah. The default, who I have some time to spare, is you're watching TV. Yeah. Specifically watching individual things I, I can see. Like, if someone, if you ask someone, oh, what are you into? Oh, I'm quite into films. I can see films as being a hobby. Yeah. Like, if you're actively going out of your way to search for specific films and it's not just whatever's on, films are a hobby. Documentaries, I can see it. I'm, yeah, I'll let that one slide. It's fine. One thing that I don't get, and it's become like a trend, um, women aged between like the ages of like twenty and thirty-five, being in serial killers, being obsessed with serial killer yep. documentaries. I don't get it. <coughs> I I find serial killer documentaries interesting. I don't I don't get it at all. I think for women, to an extent, and this is me like speaking on behalf of an entire different gender, which isn't for me to say, but I think it can be interesting because men are sort of vilified and seen as monstrous, and it happens. 
like most serial killers happen to be men because that's how it works out whatever i can see an interest in for women like going i want to see what the worst of the worst is like where i want to understand how they tick and what causes that blah 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 i can see it i can see it i don't relate to it but i can understand it yeah uh... it's also just kind of a macabre thing where a lot of women i'm not saying a lot of women i'm saying i have known people to i want i want that one thing that makes me me i want to be the guy who plays guitar i want to be the guy who is really into cars oh i want to be the girl who's into serial killer documentaries because it's kind of a defining character trait it's that it's one of the things that defines you because it's something you put a lot of time into look at me i'm edgy i like watching kind of yeah but like i try to judge people because i used to be very judgmental on meeting someone's like oh you're the person who does that one thing and you're very one note no people aren't one note people like what they like and i just let them yeah like i i am no one to judge anyone i'm very boring next one is going camping that's a hobby yeah it's a good hobby i like going camping i haven't been in many years i used to be a scout but i haven't been in a long time i enjoyed camping i enjoyed the idea of camping you know what i've actually gotten into the idea of hunting but i don't think i'll be able to do it and when I say hunting, I don't mean like the the trophy hunting where you go to like South Africa and kill a fucking yeah lion, yeah. You're talking just... like deer and game and stuff. Yeah, like going to America and ca- like killing a fucking buck with a fucking bow and arrow, because that it that does take fucking dedication. Bow and arrow, I get a lot more than a gun. Bow and arrow, I can see getting to like primal instinct, hunting for food and that side of it and trying to tap into like that side with a gun it's a point and click like if you really wanted to you could make it easy on yourself and use an ak-47 it's not hard i think the thing is with hunting i not i hadn't thought thought of this before i started listening to joe rogan is a lot of it is you have to be in pretty good shape yeah because if you imagine that you're taking like a massive rucksack into the wilderness and then spending several days in the wilderness carrying this backpack around you you're walking non-stop and then whatever whatever and i kind of get it i i get why people use a gun because it does take some sort of dedication to be good enough to kill an animal from I don't know, yeah. 500 yards away with one shot. Yeah. Because you've yeah. got to hit it in just the right place that it's not going to suffer. Um, and I think the reason that most people kind of do it with a gun is because the amount of dedication that it takes to be that good at that range with a bow and arrow, you need to spend, like, th- thousands of hours. Yeah over like a couple of years just to get that anywhere close good enough and then ne- not necessarily any not everybody can get that good with a bow and arrow because it it's probably very difficult yeah it's a it's very much based on muscle memory it's yeah. muscle memory and understanding how things move yeah and understanding your arrow because arrows don't they fly straight to an extent but they they wobble 
like yeah. the actual arrow kind of bows and creaks yeah. as it flies and you need to figure out like when it straightens out how far away you are how because the less power you put behind it the less it wobbles but you want to make sure it's got the penetration power there's, there's stuff going on there I know yeah. enough to put one on and fire it and that you shouldn't fire a bow without anything in it but that's me yeah um so yeah I kind of get that but then again it's something that I'd like to do but I know for a fact that I'm way too fucking squeamish yeah like people go oh you know like the millennials and gen X oh they're all like properly desensitized and all this sort of stuff on all the TV that they've I'm like yeah we've watched like fucking people murdering each other and that but I still don't think I could physically stomach an animal being caught up in front of me I think that'd knock me sick uh, I think I can... it's the killing I think I'd struggle with most but I eat meat I was considering being a butcher for a while the actual act of it being dead isn't the issue it's the pulling of the trigger that I think I'd struggle with more but I I think I could get over it I don't think I'd struggle with that as much as trying to then to then going over and going right I've got to cut this fecker up and yeah I don't I don't think I'd struggle with that part I, I would I think I'd struggle with that bit more for me once the guts are out it's meat and I don't care anymore like getting the guts out might be weird but then I see that as a task as opposed to a yes yeah, an, an activity that needs doing because it was a living thing it's more of a this is this is a thing now that needs doing it it's compartmentalizing I guess but so I, um once when well I've been fishing a couple of times and like the actual catching the fish and killing the fish didn't really bother me that much but then we took them back to because we were camping in Wales yeah. took them back to the campsite and one of the guys that we were with then skinned them and took all like the guts out and stuff yep. and that bit not me took I've only ever been fishing uh, that you then return the fish I've never done catching fish for food because I'm not big on fish first of all but it's just my dad took me to like private ponds yeah, so we went uh, deep sea fishing. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was fun. It was nice and chilling out. I actually get fishing as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. Especially, well, I don't get. I think it'd be a bit boring if you're doing it by yourself, unless you're listening to music and stuff. Mm. Um, but doing it with other people, yeah, it's quite chilling. And On the few occasions that I've done it, I have enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the next one, discovering new music. I, yeah, I get fine. that. Nope, fine. I got new headphones for Christmas specifically for the idea of getting into different kinds of music. Um, so drawing, try like learning how to draw and stuff. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, volunteering. Yep. No, I see it. Especially for like older people. For older people, I see it as a hobby. For younger people, I see it as kind of a necessity. It It is a work when you're younger. You might enjoy it, but it is work. Yeah. Because, oh, I can't get a job because I've no experience because I've been in... I've been in... Uh, college or university. In college or whatever, and now I need work experience to be able to get a job. It It is a job. It is not something you are doing for fun. 
Yeah. You are doing it because it is a need. Older people, 100%. You've retired and you're bored. Go volunteer. Great. Yeah. Yoga. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Anything that you've got to pay to be in a room with other people is a hobby. Uh, writing. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. We've got a few friends that do writing for fun. Like fan fiction and shit? Fan fiction or like uh, I've got a mate who he's currently in uni doing um, creative writing. He's going to go for his doctorate and he is writing a book. Oh, fair enough. Uh, playing cards. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, fine. Uh, I don't... Like poker and stuff? I don't massively enjoy it, but I yeah. understand other people do. It's like people um, that get like board games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, one me. Of them. yeah, I'm one of them. Um, I know you don't really get that, but you have played the standard board games you get as a kid. You haven't played any of the like more interesting ones. I think I would be more into it if I had my own place. Yeah, yeah. And then I could have like people around on a, yep, that's like, why like we... a games night type thing. Yep. I like, I, there's a game that I think you might be kind of interested in that is a decent middle ground like getting into D&D it's called Descent okay uh, you get tiles like there is one person who's playing the bad guy essentially the dungeon master and they have a stack of like dungeon room tiles that connect to so you'll enter a room you can only see the room that you're in you get to the door okay I'll randomly pick the next tile okay this tile has three rooms yeah. adjacent to it and I'm going to spawn in these enemies Okay. And then when you finish that, it's a game that you can play over, like, months or whatever, because you can carry on playing with the same characters you picked. Okay. And keep your gold and keep your items, because in between dungeons you can go to towns and buy stuff to get ready for the next one. It just gets more and more difficult as you progress. It is... Descent's a fun one, it's just there's a lot of stuff. You just have to get used to it. Yeah. Um, Matt Cram, that, we, that I work with... Yes, the, yeah, he's super into his board games like and his Kickstarters. obsessed with, like, board games and stuff. He has loads of them, yeah. which I suppose for him is like a good hobby because he has kids anyway. Yep. No, it's so, a. I suppose it's a good way to spend time with the family. Yeah. Uh, learning to dance or dancing. Yeah, it's yeah. not for me, but I understand the desire to. I would like to learn to like ballroom dance to an extent for wedding and stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. But like proper like street dancing, club dancing, <coughs> like nah, there's very little interest in it for me. I don't have the coordination for it. Nope. Two left feet. But in saying that, uh, my cousin um, did ballet. Mm. He was really, really good at it to the point where um, he got through to like the final audition for the Royal Ballet, which is like... Fucking hell. Yeah. It was between... I think there were like... Said, say, for example, there were two sports and there was him and two other people and he just missed out on it but got yeah. through right to the end uh, so I think he went over to I think there's like a the second best one is like the one in Leeds there's like one in Leeds that's hmm. very very good that's just below the Royal Ballet um, that he went to for a while and then ended up giving it up hmm. um but to be fair, he probably could have had a career in ballet if he kept it up. Yeah. But I just didn't fell out of love with it for whatever reason. That's fine. Uh, reading. Yeah, I can see that as a hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's it's 
reading isn't something that realistically you can be paid to do on your own time. So, 100% it is just a hobby. It is a way to pass your time that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, I never read that much, but that's only because I'm dyslexic and I've, I struggle taking in information that way. Yep. But I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. I like reading, it's just I really struggle to get into it. I struggle yeah. to pick it over other actions yeah and putting the time aside for it it's like i used to read at work i got back into reading while i was a uh, like last few months i was at your place yeah and then they told us to stop reading i was like that's ridiculous sod yeah. off uh but no i listen to a lot because i oh i've told you about it before i know the yeah, old, yeah, you the like amazon thing and yeah, even to the point where like I've got my dad into it because well I don't think he does it as much anymore, but yeah. he used to listen to a lot of audio books just driving into work and stuff. Because yep. obviously, like I have a lot of like autobiographies from ex players, ex well managers and all that sort of rubbish that he really likes. Um, exploring or exploring where you live. Yeah, I get that. Like um, yeah. in Wantley Dale, not too far away, just past Capital Centre, there's a there's a nice woods <coughs> that I used to live next to. It's very nice up there. I should probably know what the Wantley Dale area a lot more than I actually do, considering I went to fucking school there. Did you? Yeah. Oh, we, we've talked about this. Yeah, like yeah, I went to Wantley Dale uh, High School and Arts College. I went to the primary school and then moved in year uh, between year three and four summer holidays. Yeah, so we uh, we could have gone to high school together, but we didn't. No, we didn't. I don't know if we would have been like close friends at that point. Probably not. Did you ever meet a guy called David Durning? Ginger. I don't know. No, he's he's the only. There was another kid called Stephen, but I can't remember his last name. But me, David, and Stephen, we were the friends in year three, and then I moved. Yeah. Ruined everything. I was thinking about back about like high school and stuff and like year seven and eight and yeah probably year nine I was like very much a nerdy child yeah because I used to I used to well I still do enjoy like high school musical and all that yep. sort of fucking nerdy shit and but because I also enjoyed football I think I really developed my sense of humor in year 10 and 11 I got in with the popular kids uh, I developed into one of the popul- more popular kids. Yeah. Because I played football more. Um, learning magic. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of hobbies that are easy to get to in get into as a kid that just get more difficult. Learning a language or a, or an instrument just gets harder with age. Learning origami. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that. Has learned it or got into it? I but... used to do it a little bit. I had a book. I knew how to do the stands. Like I can do a swan. I used to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I did it. It's something I used to do in in lessons in uh, in high school. Okay. Like if I was if I was in like geography in year eight, I have no interest in geography. I I don't give a shit. So I just do a bit of origami. I had my little book. I knew how to. I'd... Swans. And frogs were not hard. They're the, they're pretty go-to. They're not difficult. Hat, hat was pretty easy. Like a little uh, cabato. 
it's okay. some of the really intricate stuff you need to be very precise with your folds and you need to be able to fold it well but yeah so um well actually that's reminding me uh imran chaka that sit next to at work he's obsessed with geography Abs- mm. a- absolutely loves it only problem is is with imran is he can't really pronounce his v's oh so he was like, like oh yeah i'm really into uh geography i said all right you know uh, you know I'll teach me something come on if you're really into it all this it's like oh yeah I'll give you a lesson this that and other I'll teach you about volcanoes <laughs> I'm like you, you fucking what yeah I'll teach you about volcanoes innit <laughs> and that way I was fucking pissing myself I'm like you're gonna teach me about volcanoes are you are they like volcanoes <laughs> like oh piss off piss off <laughs> to the point where I was laughing that much that he now refuses to call them volcanoes <laughs> He calls them fire mountains. <laughs> oh dear. And that's one of my favourite things at work, the fact that he now refuses to say anything with a V in it. <laughs> or he tries his very best not to. Um, um, even to the point where I try and get him to say Volkswagen <laughs> because that's when he's just a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite fun. The funniest one that he's ever done, though, is I wasn't expecting it. And he called through to a different department. I went, hey, are you speaking to Imran? Can I take your name, please? And they answered, and he went, sorry, what was your name again? Oh, are you wiki? <laughs> and I would pay some oh. I'm like, what was her name? And he's like, Wiki, it's Wiki. I'm like, do you mean Vicky? <laughs> he's like, that's what I said, I said Wiki. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for oh, fuck's dear. sake. Brilliant. Oh. Brilliant fun. I don't know why it tickles me so much, but <laughs> it, it genuinely has me in stitches. He's like, oh, I've got a speech impediment. I'm like, no, you don't. You just don't pronounce your Vs. <laughs> He's like, no, I've got a speech impediment. I'm like, what? What speech impediment? Like, I stutter. No, you don't. No, you don't stutter. That's not a thing. He's like, I've got a lisp. No, you don't. You don't have a lisp. But that is for S's. <laughs> and oh. you can pronounce your S's. So you don't have a lisp. And, yeah, it's... It's one of my favourite things at work. Just sitting next to him while he tries to say things with V's in them. <laughs> he's, oh. uh, he's not a fan of vegetables. <laughs> On to the next hobby. Hmm. Uh, writing a song. Songwriting, music, yeah. All lumped yeah. in together. So I know songwriting is very different than doing music, but they kind of go hand in hand. This is like a quite different one. Trying to beat a world record. It's an odd one, but I get it because speed running is a thing. Speed running video games. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you just meant just, sprint, sprinting down the street. Not just sprinting. To... No, speed running video games is a hobby that a lot of people have that takes a lot of dedication. I get it. What like Super Mario trying to get to end quicker? Yep. Because uh, there's different versions. There's the standard one is get to the credits. That's your standard speed run is finish finish the game, get to the credits. In the, in that case, you can do it in whatever way you want. Yeah. You can glitch the game out to the point that you finish the game. Doesn't matter. You just have to finish the game. It's fine. 
Okay. Then there's like certain percentage runs. Like, oh, you have to finish Super Mario, but you have to do it in a legitimate way. You can't just glitch the game out. You have to just do it in the quickest way possible. Okay. Then there's 100% runs. So like, oh, you've got to do Mario, but you have to do every world, every alternate exit to all the the mansions. You've got to do everything. So there's different versions of each one. Okay. So yeah, I can see that that is essentially beating a world record every time if you can if you can do it. Yeah. So I I see it, especially if it like it tends to go hand in hand with another hobby I guess because for that it'd be video games. Video games is the hobby, and then there's the added one of wanting to get the fastest time on Super Mario sixty four or something. Yeah. Um, visiting local museums. Kind of get it. Trying uh... to learn new things. Learning's like a hobby. Uh, especially if you're interested in something like art, if you're going yes, to a museum. Yes, actually, yep, nope, that, yeah, I get it more. I was like, seeing, going to a science museum, it's going to be very similar time to time you go. If you've gone four times in a year, you've probably seen the same stuff every time. They don't yeah. change out exhibits all that often. They have specialist exhibits, but they, again, they don't change all that often, so. I went to go to the museum in Preston the other year and totally forgot all about it because they had like a, a space museum yeah they had the big moon didn't they yeah and I went to go and see it and I didn't I, I didn't see it apparently it was very good apparently it was really really good yeah they had a massive moon though yep and I they had a Lego like, thing a while ago a while back my uh, my friend Dan got pissed off because he didn't get to do it yeah it's something that I actually wish that I'd force myself not force myself to get into but got set set aside a day and go and actually do it and because i imagine that there is a lot of stuff to go and see especially considering that we live local to like manchester and leeds yep. and they've both got really good like museums and stuff i should probably just go and do it more often because yep. there's the one in leeds i've been a couple of times and it's like a medieval the leeds museum. armory yeah 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 and uh, I've been to that one a couple of times. That one's quite good. There's a Viking museum in Ribchester that is off, like, heading towards Yorkshire. But it's very fun. I went there as a kid. It's uh, it's one place that if you if you went to school in Lancashire, you probably went to Ribchester at least once. I don't think I did. Yeah, no, but... it's, uh, it depends what uh, curriculum you're on. Because if you learned about Vikings in, like, year four or five, you probably went to Ribchester. Yeah. Um, another one that isn't on the list that is probably a ho- hobby going to um, going to amusement th- parks I like amusement parks a lot and we were talking about this today at work and I went to Blackpool Pleasure Beach like for the first time in about 10 years like last year last summer and absolutely loved it even though I went on a big one and absolutely kicked myself because <laughs> I don't like heights yeah, me and Becca are plan for our honeymoon. We're not going abroad. Uh, we're gonna <coughs> spend all the money we would do on a holiday touring UK theme parks and staying in like the hotels that are nearby. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so like Thorpe Park, uh, Chesterton World of Adventure, Alton Towers, Pleasure Beach. Just go yeah. around all of them and have fun. Like actually go all out, get the fast passes, don't queue up for anything. Just go all out because you can do all of that for. I'm certain we can do that for like less than the cost of a holiday. Within saying that, I I would probably say yes before coronavirus, 
but considering how cheap flights and stuff are now yeah but even so that does sound like a better way of doing it than going somewhere ridiculously nice for two weeks and I don't I like going abroad to an extent but I get bored I suppose it depends where you're going If you, I could understand it if you're going like Tenerife because I imagine I don't get the people that go to like Tenerife every year for three months I I, I get bored of it being a tourist destination and seeing a load of other people that are just there to enjoy the fact that it's warm I'd much rather go on a city, I, city breaks I'm happy to because I, yeah. I enjoy my life here five minutes walk from city centre yeah I enjoy being near a park I'd go to Canada for like a couple of weeks and just enjoy city life there and having a wander yeah something like going to like New York or something like that um so the next one is plain Sudoku it's a it's boring one but I get it yeah a lot of old people kind of do that st- sort of stuff to keep the mind occupied. Yep. I know my grandma does it yep. because she's worried about her brain going. So My grandma yeah. used to do them all the time. I don't know if she still does, but she used to. My grandma does all the games in the newspaper. So yeah. crosswords, everything, she just does the lot. Um, next one, starting a blog, which is very similar to starting a journal. Yeah, it's a journal. It's an online journal. Uh, the next one listening to a podcast I get it we're doing a podcast yep we're doing it I Um, suppose this is a hobby in and of itself doing it yeah and I know you listen to a lot more podcasts than I do to be fair I listen to a couple and even then I've kind of fallen out of it recently because I'm at home and I'm doing I'm doing more stuff that needs my attention so I'm I'm not having the same amount of time to just veg out yeah even then I only read the only two podcasts that I've ever really gotten into is Joe Rogan obviously the Joe Rogan one and even with that one I only listen to the odd one here and there yep <coughs> and um, the Ricky Gervais one with Cole Pilkington yes yep uh, and because of my brother I actually got into that be- before it got properly popular because that was an early one as well It's a, I'd say in the last 10 years podcasts have become fairly mainstream everyone knows of a couple almost everyone listens to like one or is aware of one enough that they could reference it yeah the Ricky Gervais one started fucking early it was like early 2000s like 2005 yeah. I want to say if not earlier well, that's the like kind of the thing that kicks off Cole Pilkington's career really yeah. isn't it because he was a he was a I think he was a stage manager or something he worked at um Radio X, and that's how we met mm. Ricky Gervais. Yes, and he did all the. I think he like set up all the equipment and stuff like that. Yes, he was a he was a something manager. Of, yeah, like, but he just found him really interesting. He was like, "This is a horribly boring man. I love him." A horribly boring man that is absolutely hilarious because of he his is, point of view on. He's so blunt. And everything. He's great. He is the smartest idiot. Or the stupidest smart person that I've ever met. Yep. Because he's just not articulate in anything that he says, but you kind of get everything that he's saying. It's 100% a north-south divide. 100%. Anyone from up north can laugh because they get what he's going for. Anyone down south, no idea. They're on Ricky Gervais' side, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I know exactly what he's talking about. I get what he means. 100% I know what he means, and you're just not, it's not clicking, because he's so bad at expressing what he's thinking. 
Yeah, it, it was like the little things that always cracked me up with him. Like the fact that his, uh, his mum didn't want a pet but found a spider in the house and put Tipex tip on its back <laughs> and kept that as a pet and just let it roam free throughout the house. So it, I like little stuff and like how he described that and stuff. It was just hilarious. I like the one where he was just sat in the back garden dribbling for a bit to see what it was like. Yeah. Um, Hannah, that we used to work with, is it's absolutely obsessed with Carl Pilkinson and that podcast. Great. To the point where I'm fairly certain she listens to it most nights. <laughs> and uh, she's also pregnant. She uh, is. So, you know, well done, Hannah, if you're listening. Good on you. Apparently you, you do listen, or at least that's what you tell me. Um, photography. Yeah, that can, that I polished yeah. that in with uh, Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, Barry, he loves it. Yeah. Uh, to the point where he has, like, he gets his mates involved and does, like, different photo shoots with different stuff. And they actually do look like a lot of fun. No, uh, my old housemate, he got into photography and he does it more for work now. Yeah, uh, he's he's very very good. I I've been in a few of his photo shoots. They are they're always difficult because it's a lot of standing around and then like having to pose and know what you're doing. Yeah, I think I remember seeing those on your Facebook. Yeah, because a lot of those were like character photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, they were. They always had a theme. Like there was a Resident Evil shoot we did. Yeah. Uh, there was a boxing one that was really good that he didn't take the photos for, but he kind of like half directed. Yeah, I think. Bar- Barry's aren't similar to that at all. I know he did one with um, I think it's like dyed flower and stuff. Okay. You know, oh. where, where you're like chucking it and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I get you. Um, he did another one where uh, he had like a light and it's like long exposure so you could like write yeah, something. Yeah. Um, he has another one where Very Instagrammable. Yeah, um, yeah, he had like another one where he went to Blackpool Beach with it was like a glass ball that looked like a it would perfectly round glass ball yeah. and could do like different angles and stuff. What else did he do? He did a few things that I think he were on about doing one with like flares and stuff. Yeah, flares and smoke grenades. Uh, yeah, that sort of it. stuff. Um, that that all sounded very interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, cycling, that's definitely a hobby. Um, it's not something that I'd probably get into myself because you look ridiculous while doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's an ordeal. Uh, so the next one is actually whittling. So I imagine that's a lot of it is just like woodwork and stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's it's hand woodwork. So it's using knives and files and stuff. But I I would be interested in it. It's just getting. Getting into any hobby can be expensive. Yeah. Like I've got the whole dice making thing that I've not talked about yet just because I've not done it in a while. It's yeah. expensive to get into. This has been spread over a couple of birthdays. The stuff that I have accrued, it's it's taken a while. Like Becca got me some stuff for Christmas. Needed the pressure yeah. pot. Resin's not cheap. Needed an air compressor. And then I need to get I need to be able to three D print the dice to then it's a whole thing and it takes a lot to get into but it, it I yeah. find it rewarding it's just it's a lot to there's a lot of investment before you even get anything out of it uh, yeah I'm following a guy on uh, TikTok at the moment and he does like a lot of 3D printing I think he's got like two or three different 3D printers yes and he's just done one which is like a light um, 
life-size version of the Mandalorian helmet. That's cool. And he did that over like a couple of weeks and little things kept going wrong or bits of like break or, you know, get clogged up or whatever, whatever. And that, yeah, that was quite interesting. So that's probably a hobby within itself, like 3D printing and stuff. Yeah, because I've got a 3D printer, but if I really wanted to get into it and get like good at it and go into that stuff, I'd have to learn 3D model as well. But that's a whole separate thing. Yeah, it's the whole card and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, next one's joining a sports team. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Going fine. to play football yeah, or rugby or going to play tennis or whatever. Uh, not really sure if this is a hobby, but mentoring. I can see it. Becca, uh, for a while there, she joined <coughs> a Facebook group that was for people who were getting into crafts. Okay. Uh, so she was like, oh, uh, yeah, I can do knitting and I can do a few of the bits like I'm okay at sewing. And it was a mentoring thing. Like, oh, so somebody's getting into it, they can get matched up with a mentor who's interested in that thing and given pointers and how to fix issues. So mentoring, I can see. It's, it's not a usual one. Yeah, I suppose It's not. not something that a lot of people will do, but I get it. I like It's almost like getting into teaching, but to maybe a lesser extent. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, stargazing, apparently. Yeah, if you're into astronomy. that that's it, It's cool, it's just you have to kind of either be able to travel to convenient places or live somewhere that's like good for it. Like in a village it. or some shit. Like, is it? Like, it's not too <coughs> cloudy tonight, so it'll be alright today, but you, you just got to... It's a hobby that's kind of at you, the will you, of the weather. You won't be able to do it in Preston, really. No, we've got an observatory. We've got an observatory yeah, in Moor Park. It, it, it's not really... You won't really be able to do it in Preston because of the light pollution. If it if there's no clouds at all and you're in the middle of Moor Park, you can. I've been out there a few times at like 3, 4 in the morning and it's been pitch black and it's not too bad. Because it's only the street lights that are that are on at that point, so it's you, it's not you'd that. You'd be bad. surprised at how much of a difference it makes. Oh, I know. I'd, I'd love to be in the middle of nowhere and be able to look at the sky and just we, see the cosmos. We, I used to do it all the time when, like I said, we used to go to a, a tiny little. Well, we used to camp outside of a tiny little village in Wales called uh, Wales called Abbotsock, and you can see everything. It's unbelievable. And you'd be surprised at how many shooting stars you see. Yeah. Yeah, quite a lot. It's not like you could literally go, like, do it for like 10 or 15 minutes, and usually you'd see at least one or two. Hmm. Yeah, um, stargazing, it's not a regular one, and you, at the behest of where you live or can get to. Yeah. And the weather, so it's kind of a. It's an opportunist's hobby, but. Yeah, so the next one is. Building a kite. I can kind of see it. Not I've done it. I did it in high school once as like one of those like... Class projects. It wasn't even that. It was one of those like weird days where you don't go around with the class. You put in different groups and then you'll go around yeah. with that group for the day and do weird stuff in each lesson. It was a, it was a strange day, but made a kite and it was a great kite. Yeah. We used a bamboo string and bin liners and yeah, I did a really good job. I was proud of my kite. Uh, we used to do stuff like that while camping uh, growing up because uh, like I said we used to go with like loads of the same people yeah. each time and um, 
we had a kite flying competition and we had to uh, build our own kite. And me and my stepdad won because, you know, he's a builder. <laughs> I did like a proper triangular fucking yeah. went all in kind of kite with a tail and all to keep it straight. Oh, yeah. Figured out where, the, where to put the strings to make sure it was like properly held and make like... Oh, oh, I was happy with my kite. Yeah, I feel like we had an unfair advantage with my stepdad yeah. being a builder. Um, but I remember, I think the 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 flat the kite flying competition was on like the Sunday. Yeah, and we like we were building it on the Saturday. Like a few like the other kids had taken their kites out on the Saturday and were practicing with them and stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh, come on, let, let's take it out. He's like, oh, no, no, we're not taking it out. Uh, I didn't understand his case. And he's like, no, we're not giving him any fucking ideas. Fuck that, no, <laughs> no. We're going to build it and we're going to leave it until tomorrow. And the only time we're going to fly it is when you fly it and you're going to run and it's going to shoot up and we're going to win. <laughs> and yeah, that's all it was. You had to get the kite up and you, you had like a length to run to yep. get it up. And that's all you needed to do. And I was, I was won by a country mile, and yeah, all I did was run like 10 yards, 10, 15 yards, and it went up, and yeah, helped with building the kite, and it, yeah, shout out to, shout out to my stepdad, the builder. Mm. Um, next one is teaching your pet tricks. Yeah, fine. Okay, yeah. I don't... It's just one that I just do not associate with at all. I'm like, yeah, it is, but I don't care. Yeah, the next one is starting a club with your friends. As a high school hobby, yes. As an adult one, I think if you're calling something a club, it's there's an idea that it's an investment and other people are going to join. If just you and your friends call yourself a club it's kind of weird but whatever so i'm not going to judge you for it i'm just confused the description bit under it is if you and your friends all love this all of something similar you could start a club a club themed around the thing that you love from comedy films to skateboarding you could meet up and watch videos or discuss discuss the subject you know what fine actually if you're doing it with the specific premise of meeting and talking about this one prop one this thing. one thing that you're interested in fine because i suppose like to an extent i used to see my friends every thursday for D D. that you could consider it a club i don't but you could consider it that yeah well i don't know why it reminded me of this but uh what's the what's the thing called where they all going i want to say fantasy uh, comic-con yeah, come on. That's like just a big club. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I don't. The word club just has connotations for me that I don't associate with those things. Yeah. But I get it. Um, the next one is collecting something. Yeah, I'm stamps and that. Stuff. Standard. The, the, this next one is a creepy hobby. hobby. Yeah. Start people watching. I think if you're going out with the sole intentions, oh. I think if you're going out with the I sole th- intentions of people watching, it's 
fucking weird. But I... if you people watching because you're in town shopping and you go to McDonald's and you're just doing it while you're eating because you're by yourself, then yeah, that's fine. I think that is a thing that old people do without realising that's what they do. Like, I think if you were to ask an old an old bloke who lives on his own, like, oh, what do you do on a given day? And he'd probably say to you, oh, well, I go for a wander, I go into town and I just end up watching people for a bit. I don't think there's an intent. I don't think the intent is, oh, I'm going to go people watch. It's more, I'm going to go and this is what I end up doing just because it's what I do while I'm out. Okay. I think all people at the pub will do it. Like, an old, an old bloke going to the pub to sit on his own, he's not just going to sit on his own and be in his own silence. He's going to listen in. Uh, so I'm, re- I'm starting to run out of these now. Uh, on another website. And it's basically just covering the ones that we've pretty much covered anyway right yeah that's pretty much it then that is the podcast that'd be interesting to it's interesting to see like what other hobbies there are because there's stuff I didn't even think about there yeah I think I think the only one that I may pick up is like going to the museums and stuff yeah it's a probably just because I should probably educate myself a bit more and museums mm. are a good way of doing that yeah but yeah hobbies right. and shit so this week we're actually going to make each other playlists for each other to listen to we've been saying this for about a month now to be fair yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to do it tonight so I don't forget yes do it tonight but keep it under half an hour or half an hour and about but about that whatever and send it over I'll have a listen and I'll I'll do one for you tonight as well are you going to have a themed playlist? Um, I'm probably going to go for the more out there stuff that I listen to. Like the more music that I can't really jam into a genre. Like there's Lemon Demon. I really like Lemon Demon. I understand it's a weird one. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of The Ultimate Showdown? The like, like Flash animated thing? Possibly. He did that. He also did Potter Puppet Pals under a different name, but yeah. that's the kind of stuff that he did. Lemon Demon's great. I'll pop some of him in there and some of the more out there stuff. Yeah. Right, and then we'll, uh, I suppose we'll call it there for this week, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see where we get with the uh, playlist next week. Hi, no problem. Right, I'll see you next week. See you in a bit. Thank you.